Welcome to Imran's podcast, episode number 63. This is your host, Suman Silwal. If you run, you are a runner. Nobody can take that away from you. Visit imruns.com to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, as well as get discount codes for Seven Bridges Marathon and all Southeast and Trail Series events. I'd like to welcome Myrna Valeria to Imran's podcast. Myrna, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show. You're more than welcome. Um, I'm great to have you here on Imran's podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, Tell us about uh, where do you live? I think you said that you moved to North Georgia pre-interview. That's what you told me. Yes, I live in a very small town called Rabin Gap, Georgia, which is in the North Georgia mountains in the Southern Appalachians. And uh, it is absolutely gorgeous here. I'm surrounded by lush greenery and uh, great people, great food (laughs) and, (laughs) and really great running. Uh, Southern hospitality. You moved from North, correct? Yes, I'm originally from New York, from Brooklyn, New York. Go New York! <laughs> and <laughs> um, you know, I've moved around a, a bit over the past couple of years. So um, b- before Georgia, I was in North um, North Carolina. No, I wasn't. I was in New mm. Jersey, and uh, before that, I was in Maryland, and then um, and then in New York. So you you kind of ma- mo- making your uh, Southern what do you call you you mo- moving down south, farther south? I guess. Is this the last stop for you? <laughs> this is um, the last southern stop for me. I'll probably move back up north in a you know in a couple of years. Definitely. Before we talk uh, more about um, the things you do, let's talk about your running. How did you start running? Sure. I started running a long time ago, actually in 1989, when I was a freshman in high school. I tried out for the field hockey team, uh, and there was a lot of running that day. We did a, um, a mile to warm up, um, and that was something I had never done before. And then we had to do a time mile right after that. <laughs> and then we had two and a half hours of practice afterwards. Uh, but I, you know, as hard, as, as difficult, and as painful as it was, I absolutely fell in love with the sport of field hockey. And I decided that I needed to um, become a better runner in order to become a better member of the team. So the following day, I got up in the morning and did those same a uh, couple of loops that we had had to do on the field the day before, and uh, and that started out a morning habit of me of of running one one and a half two miles a couple of times a week in the morning, um, just so I could become a better field hockey player. And then eventually I I played lacrosse too, and so I I carried the same habit along um, throughout the year. And then I would go home uh, in the summers. I went to boarding school, so I'd go home in the summer and and continue to run. And so it just became a habit that I really look forward to. Definitely. But uh, those running whenever you did uh, back then, it's not a distance running you did, correct? No, it wasn't. um, You know, again, I I would probably, I probably only ran two miles at the most, maybe three miles if I I was feeling really good. Uh, Nothing like today. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't running ultra marathons or even half marathons uh, back then, but um, definitely maybe, you know, around the 5k mark. Definitely. How did you get start running in the distance races, uh, marathon, half marathon, you know, beyond 5k Mm -hmm. distance that you just mentioned? Sure. Well, in in 2008, um, as you probably have heard in, in the many podcasts I've done, um, I had a health scare. I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, and 
after going to the ER and following up with a cardiologist, I um, decided that I needed to start running again uh, after the cardiologist told me that I was going to die, basically, um, if I didn't change my lifestyle. Um, and so I signed up for a 5K that was a few weeks out and um, I did it. I trained for it and I did it. And, you know, and it, and it really brought back the the feeling and um, that running had always given me, which was a feeling of health and 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 wellness and uh, and just feeling great. <laughs> so I decided, um, you know, even though, you know, in a moment it's painful, right. But, um, I, um, decided to sign up for more 5Ks and, and, you know, which with each 5K, I, you know, I was, I felt better. I, um, became leaner. Um, I was able to go longer. Um, and so I decided to do 10Ks and then half marathons. And then finally a friend, um, asked me to do a marathon with her and it would be her second marathon and my first marathon. And I initially scoffed at the idea because, you know, I couldn't wrap my head around that distance. You know, I had done 13 miles. Fine. Um, And that was still hard for me to do. But uh, she said, you know, if you can do 13 miles, you can do a marathon. And then finally, she convinced me to do it. And I said, okay, fine. (laughs) But but don't you think there was a lie to tell us at the the beginning, if you can do half, you can do full. Well, runners are liars anyway. (laughs) You know, we'll, we'll just go out for an easy run. It'll be three miles. And you know, eight miles later. Um, I do that to my friends all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk, but um, that's how we get people into our <laughs> community. We lie and we say, you know, oh, it's not so hilly, you know, when there's like 3000 feet of elevation. But anyway, um, I um, so that's that's what I did. And I and I just I signed up for the Marine Corps Marathon in 2011. And uh, even though I was really, really um nervous and, and, you know, I had a lot of trepidation at the start of training. Um, I began to love it because it, it was just an extension of the long runs that I had to do for the, for half marathon training. And, uh, and I just, and I grew to love being on my feet for so long. I, I really, I think my body was just well suited for it. And, um, and my mind was well suited for it. So I did my marathon in 2011. It was painful, but it was great. I loved it. And, and, and I immediately wanted to do another one after I crossed that finish line. And, uh, so that began my, that began my, um, my sort of, uh, my love affair with, really long distance running, you know, marathons and up. The following two years, I did a couple marathons uh, more. And then I decided to do a trail marathon. And then after that, the race director said to me, well, we'll see you next year for the 50K. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, and that's that's how that's how it happened. It was that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just just a progression, natural progression for you. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, again, and I grew to love it. I just I loved feeling and knowing that my body could do those distances. Um, and and I loved the fact that I was able to walk the day afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the difference between trail and road, I have found, is the road we tend to run a little bit harder than trail, and then body's not as as functional. After trail, I can actually walk, like you said, a little bit, even with after 50k or 50 miles, I can walk more than a, running a marathon sometimes. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine was asking me how how long did it take you to couch to marathon? So it was it was a years long process. I started I started running again um, at the end of 2008. 
And I did my, and then throughout from 2008 to 2011 was when I was doing 5Ks, 10Ks and half marathons and other, and other distances like 10 miles and eight mile races and and things. And and it really wasn't 2011 that I started training for the marathon. Marathon. I think Mm -hmm. I was, I was at the Marine Corps 2011. So we must have run the same marathon. Probably. Yeah. That's the red shirt. (laughs) Yeah. The red shirt. shirt. Yeah. I still, I still wear them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just wore mine the other day. Yeah. In fact. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, as as you run and uh, try to relearn to run, I guess, to go the distance that and um, you started blog side too. Let's talk about that a little bit before I ask further question. Let's talk about the your blog? Uh-huh, the blog, the fat girl. Sure. Running. Um, so in I actually um, thought of the name fat girl running uh, for the blog in 2009, but I didn't start running. I didn't start writing in it um, until 2011 when I started training for my marathon. And essentially the genesis of the blog was, was that I had been posting all of my fitness stuff on Facebook and, you know, people were getting really excited about it and, you know, make these long blog posts about what I did and how, how much I ran that day and how many pushups I did that day and, and stuff. And, and and, and people were like genuinely interested in that. And uh, a friend, another friend of mine, um, I'm, I get peer pressured a lot in a good way, <laughs> said, hey, why don't you just write it? Why don't you start a blog? And I didn't even know what a blog was <laughs> at that point. So I said, what is a blog? And she's like, and she showed me hers. And I said, oh, I can do that. Well, I'm, I'm already a writer. So this would be a great way and a great tool for me to share with my friends and family what I'm doing. And I could write a little bit more about it. And so that's what I did in 2011. I had so much to share about my experiences as a runner, number one, and number two, as a, a runner in the big body. And, um, and as somebody that was just really striving for fitness. And, uh, and lifelong health and longevity, um, you know, with, with some weight loss um, that in the beginning, the weight loss was really important to me because that's what my doctor told me I needed to do. And so I did it. And uh, but then it became much more than weight loss, it became a way of life. It became something that I needed and wanted to do almost every day um, as a, a way of feeling good about myself, as a way of achieving um, personal goals and, and, and health. So that's what I, that's what happened with the blog, um, in 2011. Um, and you know, I didn't write in it very frequently. Sometimes it would be months before I I think of another post because I worked at a boarding school (laughs) and I was in grad school and I had at, you know, at that point my son was five and six and seven years old. So, um, I just made it sound like I had more than one son. I only have one son, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah. And, uh, this, yeah, at, at the beginning, it was difficult. First, you try to run and then try to get to have it in the riding. Yeah, I, I, I know that feeling. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still go through the podcasting. Sometimes I sit here and I have to edit podcasts at the sunny day and I, I, I'd rather be running outside, but <laughs> but I have to do it. I, I just have a habit of now I'm putting a habit of doing it. Now I'm, I'm going through midnight podcast editing. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. You know, you got to do it, right? <laughs> Definitely. Because like, like he said, that you know now I have an audience they want to listen to different different interviews I do and so anyway uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, your your journey um, talking about a running and running journey what 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 was your biggest struggle as as you were uh, trying to go the distance that you're trying to do um I think probably learning about fueling <laughs> and hydration I, I knew my body was gonna hurt. <laughs> 
<laughs> so and and I was I was prepared for that. I knew that was going to happen, but I wasn't prepared for needing to carry gels with me and and to carry a lot of uh, water and electrolytes with me. And so that was that was definitely um, a steep learning curve. <laughs> uh, there was one run that I did, and it was my first. 18 miler and I did it away from my home and um, so I didn't do loops and I didn't set out any water and, and I didn't yet have uh, a hydration pack I, I, you know, I didn't have a waist belt and so I just carried this bottle of water with me and it wasn't enough and so I bonked really really bad um, <laughs> in the middle of this run because I'd run out of water um, it was nine miles in and I didn't have any water left I didn't have I think I had maybe one more gel left but I couldn't take the gel without the water and, and I'm you know, wandering around this trail, not knowing what to do. And, and this guy comes up to me, his name was Coach Ralph, and, uh, and says, uh, hey, are you all right? And, <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to do the next nine miles. He's like, where's your car? I'm like, nine miles away. He's like, well, you got to get back to your car. What do you, what do you need? What do you, what do you need? Um, I'm like, I, I, do you have a gel? I, I I had one more gel left. He's like, okay, well, take your gel and, and, you know, um, here's some water and uh, you can do it. You got this. Um, and that was it. That was all I needed. <laughs> yeah, support. Water. Yes. Of other runners and uh, runners are so amazing and incredible, um, and generous. And so, you know, he helped me to get back to my car <laughs> and to that run. And so I knew it was possible. And then I also had learned a lesson. I knew that I needed to wear something where I could carry water and, um, and I needed to bring more gels and more food. I probably needed to eat more before I left. And um, so, you know, there were lessons I learned on every single run. Um, but but it was it was fun. I, I mean, I liked that learning process. Definitely, definitely. When you run uh, this distance, uh, marathon or up, uh, what is your time like? Uh, are you are you running or you how, are you running fast or slow? Or for you, how, how does that work for you? I'm running slow is all. <laughs> I'll get up. <laughs> yeah. I do. I run walk and I don't have any particular patterns. I don't follow Galloway, although I have um, done some Galloway uh, practice runs, some training runs in New York City with a couple of friends. But I just, you know, whenever I feel like I need to walk, I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then whenever I feel the spirit, <laughs> I run or jog slowly or whatever you want to call it. Um, I my first uh, Marine Corps marathon, my time was 623. And you know, I wasn't disappointed. And I was quite happy with it because yeah, I had never done a marathon before. So I was, you know, hey, that was my PR. <laughs> yeah, that's a finish is a finish is a finish. That's what I call. Exactly. exactly. And my next one was, um, I, I don't even remember what the time was, uh, Marine Corps. But I, had, I also did steam tap and my time was 6.13. And I've, actually, I've never gone below six hours, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I'm out there for distance and mileage. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. The one thing yeah. I say about um, being a backup packer whenever you have to run that far mm -hmm. and that slow, that you, you are, your effort is much more than, you know, even three-hour marathon, 3.30, you know, because you're there longer, you know, you, you see. So it's, it's <laughs> not that easy, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're out there for six hours. Yeah, pe <laughs> yeah, people should try that. In you know, so whoever makes a comment, they should go and out and run six hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it because you know I do trails sometimes. You know, I guess seven, mm -hmm. eight hours. I'm just out. You know, it's like yeah. oh, so so you know. Tough, so, man. <laughs> I know. 
uh, tell us uh, what is the longest uh, for the farthest distance have you have you gone on the trail? Um, in 2015, I did the Havelina 100 100k, and which is 62 miles. Um, and that course was almost 62 miles, uh, like 61 point something. And uh, so that was a uh, hardest, longest, <laughs> toughest, most difficult, most epic thing uh, that I had ever done. Uh, and it took me a very long time um, to complete the distance. Uh, it was like just over a day. It was 26 hours, 25 hours, 59 minutes and 55 seconds. Yeah. So that was a, an entirely new experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, when you do uh, this kind of events, I know I, we have friends here locally in Birmingham. She's out there. She's walking, running, whatever possible she, she will do. Uh, she's walking, running, and I always, you know, see her and encourage her to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, race director here is very patient. He should come out and run uh, our song for David Toss's race, Southeastern mm-hmm. Trail Series. Um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll send you information later. Right. But um, but he's very patient. You know, you can even do 100 with him. And <laughs> as long as you're moving, he will let you run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it it's it's a uh, it's um it's pretty uh pretty cool uh, you know to do that. Uh, so, have you ever had that problem where the race trucker say you know you are a problem with the cutoff times and anything like that? Oh yeah, um, what actually it's um it's happened twice. Um, the first time was um actually my first. I had planned for this to be my first um ultra down in Georgia. And it was the Oconee 50K, and I came in to the the halfway aid station a minute after the cutoff, and I was pulled off the course, and it was that was very hard for me. And was, I I'm not a crier, but I cried, <laughs> 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 and um, and I you know I I might have said some not so nice things to people, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I got over it fairly quickly. But that that was that that was in 2000. 14 and then um and then another time it was it was kind of it, i kind of planned this dnf i i knew that i was probably not going to finish the course because i was I'm so tired in the and in the 50k course this is called the double tap double tap or double top both names mm-hmm. um the 50k a 50 mile or 100k and 100 mile and in the 50k there was 9000 i think or maybe it was a hundred mile or there's like 9,000 feet of elevation or something. Uh, and it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it rained, there were bears. <laughs> um, you know, again, I was tired cause I had been busy at, at work and, uh, and hadn't really slept well that entire month <laughs> leading up to the race. And wow. I knew that after probably 20 miles, I was gonna, I was gonna drop out. But um, when I reached 20 miles, the person at the aid station was like, well, um, we can't let you go on. And I said, don't worry, I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm Thank done. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> yeah. Get me some beer, I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I had, you know, point two more, two more miles to go. And, and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I sat down in the camp chair and had some beer. It was great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, tell us about what inspires you to, to do whatever you're doing, what motivates or inspires you to do uh whatever you do and running you know um you know you, it's not easy e- easily uh you know done for a lot of people running is not for us you know but what motivates you you know it's a constant challenge and i just love to challenge myself um i love the feeling of of getting over any sort of mental hurdles that i might impose on myself um i love that number two is i am running for so that i could have health <laughs> <laughs> you know it's such an easy thing to do I mean, it's not easy but 
it's it's simple. That's what it is. It's it's a simple thing. Uh, you know, humans are meant to be moving and running and walking. So, and I like I like to move a little bit faster than my walk. My walk is fairly slow, um, unless I'm home in New York. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's for the long term. It's for long term health and, and longevity. That's that's what I do it for. And I also do it so that um, I can role model for my son, uh, who is an athlete himself uh, and my family, um, many of whom are not athletes. Um, I, I want to role model a, a a, a simple way of making sure that I'm taking care of myself in one way or the hour or another. Definitely. That was my leading question. Next question that I was going to ask, uh, do you run to motivate others? It sounds like you do. My purpose isn't necessarily to motivate others, but I know that I do. Um, so, but, so that actually motivates me <laughs> uh, to get out there because I know that people um, receive um, some inspiration from what I'm doing and I'm, and I'm happy to be able to do that because I'm, I, I'm going to be out there anyway running. <laughs> so why not? Why not share? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, a lot of time I, I tell people that we runners comes in any shape, size and, and age. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, we are yep. there. They're all kind of runners out there. It doesn't matter. As long as we're out there, we're running. We're motivating somebody out there. So that's what I say. So, mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. inspiring somebody to go distance. Um, it's a little light to, you know, people's health. You know, that's right. Tell us about the, also how much uh, running has helped help you do health wise you know you talked about earlier we we discussed about mm-hmm. health health care um, that's how mm-hmm. i started running uh, kind of health care family and i don't uh, want, mm-hmm. i don't want to die young so <laughs> so running has <laughs> helped running has helped me to stay young and stay motivated and to stay competitive so that's mm-hmm. what that's what i say so tell us right. about about it yours um i think it well my legs are really strong which is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and um increasingly i'm doing other things uh cross training and i do tough mutters and and things to um, just to make sure my body is strong and agile and flexible, um, you know, and and it helps with mental acuity and, um, you know, my blood pressure is normal um, and slightly lower than it would be if I weren't running, you know, for somebody my size, um, you know, and my, my blood sugar is great. Um, you know, and so like, I feel great, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, every time, every now and then I have some aches and pains and, you know, you know how like if you spray your, sprain your ankle or, or something, um, you know, or if you go out too hard or, uh, too long or something, but you know, those are temporary things. But I think, um, I'm, I feel like right now I feel in some ways I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm a big girl, you know, some people, um, equate being big with not being healthy, but I feel, I feel great. I'm able to move for very long times <laughs> and for a long distance, you know, uh, where, whereas, um, a lot of people aren't, <laughs> yeah. they're not able to do that. So, um, um, again, I feel, I feel, even though I'm really busy, I just wrote a book you know, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I have a full-time job and I'm doing all this other stuff. Um, I feel, I feel really, um, spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy right now. 
Definitely. Uh, talk about you mentioned about your your weight. Um, uh, tell us about uh, did running help you to lose weight? I know that I it helped me at the beginning, but then then I gained it back. So um, I'm not back to the weight that I would start running. I'm still ten pound lighter, but but I'm I have gained gained a lot of weight back. Um, has running help you to lose weight, or you know, there's there's certain losing weight mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, you, right, men- right, right. you mentioned about you know heavy size still. So tell us about a little bit about that. Well. Yeah, sure. I, um, in back in 2008, I was over 300 pounds. Um, I am no longer uh, over 300 pounds. <laughs> um, and, and that plus, um, a lifestyle of you know, constantly being busy and not sleeping and, um, and being sick all the time that did, wasn't very helpful for my health. Um, so when I did restart running in 2008, I did lose, I lost 67 pounds and, um, I'm, I'm sorry, 61 pounds. And, um, you know, within, it took about two years for it to come off. Um, but I was also doing a lot of other things. Back then, I was really, really focused on losing weight because I felt like I needed to do it. And the cardiologist told me I needed to do it. And so I did it. Um, you know, and so that was that for the two years. And then it plateaued. But I was in such a good place emotionally and mentally and physically that, you know, I just wanted to continue what I was doing because I felt good. Um, and my, my lifestyle had changed significantly and running had become a habit again. And then I'd look forward to it every day. And so, um, I, I sort of, plateaued for a while around 240 and really the highest weight that I've been since then is 250 252 you know these days you find me anywhere on that spectrum from 240 to 250 um but I haven't gained any weight <laughs> since then so that's that's good <laughs> that's all that's always a good because yeah. you know you know we all we always have a we runners we always have some pounds to lose but there's a limit of pound we can we can lose or we want to lose so <laughs> that's what I found yeah and, and people's bodies are different you know, people metabolize things differently. They're different genetics. And so, um, and if you look at my family, like everybody's big, (laughs) um, you know, but my primary concern is not necessarily the weight. It's just that I can, I can continue to move and continue to do what I, what I can do. And that my, my metabolic, um, you know, all my indices are, are what they're supposed to be. So definitely. Um, talking about that um, about the weight, uh, a lot of time people say, "Well, you you can have problems with ankles and knees, and you know, oh, with with, <laughs> with the weight and with running in a." But besides that, but uh, do you have uh, any problem or any any issues with uh, ankles and you know? Like a, no. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if that if you know, I I um, fractured my ankle once. <laughs> That was not, it's not a repetitive use, uh, uh, injury or anything. And that was on a trail run. But like, other than that, I haven't had, um, you know, uh, any issues. (laughs) So no knee issues. No, um, I did have, um, my IT band, you know, flared up once a couple of years ago, but that was because I was wearing the wrong shoes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's normal so it, you know so um no and it, at least once a week somebody says well you're gonna ruin your knees you're gonna ruin your ankles um i'm like my knees and my ankles are stronger than they've ever been so yeah what <laughs> yeah that's that's what i tell people actually people have stopped telling me that <laughs> they know that whether they tell me or not i just go ahead and run anyway so they sit you know seated in your chair i'm gonna go running right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a little bit about your training. Um, you mentioned a little bit about earlier, but let's talk about how, what kind of training do you put in for you to run the distance that you needed to run? 
Sure. Well, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm in, in August, I'm signed up to run the Trans Rockies 120 mile six day stage race. And right now, um, last week, I was again, just under 30 miles this week, I'm planning to do around 40 miles this week. And then with in, in the bulk of my bulk of my mileage is in, on the weekends, and I'm doing back to back long runs. So my plan is to do 20 miles on the trail on Saturday and and between seven and 10 miles um, the next day. So yeah, right now, it's it hovers between 25 and 40 miles um, a week. And that's because I'm I'm training really hard <laughs> uh, to be able to do this mileage. Normally, um, if I'm training for a marathon, or even just or even a 50, I'm not going to say just a 50k, or even a 50k, I'll 25, 30 miles, uh, sometimes it'll creep up to 40, uh, um, near 40 anyway, but, but not very often. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's and I, and I also coach cross country. So I run with them sometimes and I run in the morning. Um, but this particular summer, I'll be I'll be covering yeah. mostly around 40, maybe up to 50 um, per week as I get ready for my um, my big epic race. <laughs> Definitely. That's a six days race. A stage race is a little different than uh, mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. even the one setting distance race. I do right. I do three days stage race and it just yeah. takes a lot of toll. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult because you got to go perform day after day distance and you right. and I think it, this one runs the Rockies, correct? It's, it's Trans Rockies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, then you're going to be climbing up and down. So yeah, yeah I think I live in the mountains and I, there's lots of, you know, elevation change right here and, yeah. uh, and I'll have to contend with the altitude. So that would be a, a a different thing <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's your main focus for the summer this summer so so that that sounds like pretty yeah i have looked at that that event uh, hopefully one day i will be able to go there so 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 talking about um also talking about running and training uh what kind of uh, nutrition plan do you follow ever since uh, you have started taking taking a running have you changed your diet or or no you... i eat when i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I um, actually for about four or so years, five years, I follow a mostly gluten free way of eating, um, which which just made me feel great. <laughs> uh, again, uh, I don't have any gluten sensitivity or anything like that. But, um, you know, it actually um, lessened the amount of like processed carbs that I was eating. So um, but I. I but right now, like I just, I really eat when I'm hungry. Um, I work at a boarding school and, uh, and it's so busy here that we, one of the perks uh, in quotes, <laughs> is that we get to eat in the school dining hall. So, you know, I eat whatever they, they're serving or sometimes I cook at home. Um, but um, I don't follow any, you know, any particular you know, plan or anything like that. But definitely, um, talk about uh, uh, more about your uh, what you do for running. Uh, you said that you coach uh, coach cross country. Yeah. Uh, tell us about a little bit about your coaching. Um, well, I have I, I am the head coach of our varsity cross country team here at the Raven Gap Nakuchi School in Raven Gap, Georgia, and um, and it's a really it's a really cool program. Um, I get a lot of kids who have never had to do anything athletic before. Um, so a lot of my time is spent just training these kids on how to be athletes, first of all, and um, and and just getting them up to speed with with getting used to moving their bodies intentionally every day. So so that's a, a large part of my job. And then um, and then I have a, a core group of, of kids who are experienced runners or who um, learn, have learned quickly and that are competitive. Um, and so and they go out and we're still our team is 
pretty young, but, uh, you know, we, um, I've introduced them to all different types of training and I, I try to, um, base our season on a periodization model where you have microcycles and macrocycles of training. Um, and where, you know, where they're doing three, three weeks hard, one week easy, um, to build up so that they, um, have a nice, two-week-long peak <laughs> uh, where we have our conference championship and our state championships the week after. So, um, yeah, and it's and it's great. Um, I have such great kids, and, um, and they, most of them, <laughs> love to run, and they love to see what their bodies can do, and, um, and, uh, and they have fun doing it, you know? It's, you know, it's, it's a really good thing to see um, high, high school kids and some middle schoolers um, just excited about the sport and um and they just bring such a natural energy and enthusiasm to it definitely and you you've been a runner and you you put effort to do whatever uh for your running and it helps them to motivate i guess i hope so i mean they see me running and i run with them all the time obviously i'm not as fast as they are um (laughs) but they see me um you know when i'm not coaching they see me out there all the time if i'm not running i'm doing some body weight workout outside or or i'm in the gym or something so they they see me all the time and and i hope that that does inspire them to um to keep going and uh, to stay motivated. Definitely. Marna, we talked about a lot of things about running, uh, running related. Uh, you're, you're, you've been a, a big, big, big size runner. Um, have you had an incident where people are making a comment about you, you running, running outside or anything like that? Has that stopped you to running? I know it hasn't stopped mm-hmm. you to running. So mm-hmm. tell us about some experience like that. Sure. Early on when I first started um, trail running um, cons- pretty consistently, I would have people um, say things like, wow, you know, don't you think you're big to be out here? Or, you know, oh, you're still out here. Wow. Um, you know, or maybe you should just go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you should just go on a diet. And, you know, people say these things to your face. And, and I'm not very witty. I'm not like... I'm I'm witty after you know, after the fact you know, after <laughs> after I've had time to think about a, a suitable response. But um, yeah, people say stuff uh, all the time. Not less so now. Um, to my face, uh, I get a lot of stuff online. Um, and um, but that the you know as you said that doesn't stop me because I'm I'm not there. I'm not out here for anybody else. I'm here for me and I love running and you cannot take that away from me. So with whatever you say, <laughs> with, with whatever your intentions are. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, eh, nope, don't stop me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It motivates a lot of people to, you know, think, listen about those kind of things because, you know, we, like I said earlier too, you know, we're all in different sides and safe, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're always mm-hmm. trying to, I'm always trying to get faster or, or slower, what it doesn't matter. So we just, right. we're just out there running for, for, like you said, for, for you or for me, you mm-hmm. know, so that's, that's really motivational too, for to listen mm-hmm. that, um, uh, tell us about some of the projects that you are working on. You you also have books. Uh, you have written a books and also correct. Mm-hmm. Can you talk yes. about that? Uh-huh. Sure. I um, am in the final stages. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I've, I've I've actually written the book and it's been edited many many times and um and so uh, and it's in the 
Currently, it's in the advanced review copy stage. Um, the book is called A Beautiful Work in Progress. It is a running memoir, and I'm actually calling it a, a body positive running memoir. Um, and it really just tells a story in the way that I needed to frame my own narrative. <laughs> um you know, about me as a runner and as an athlete. And, um, and I, yeah, that's, that's essentially what it is. And there are lots of um, really cool tales in it about different races and events that I've done. And, and it really brings you through the sort of the history of my own personal athleticism starting in high school. And there's some family stuff in there. And so, so that you get a really broad picture, detailed picture of who I am. Because, you know, of course, you know, we have, there's so many running memoirs out there, but most of them are about elite people. Um, and, and, and that's, that's great because we all want to be motivated and inspired by that, that level of human achievement. And I think that's really awesome. But I think, um, I really wanted to write something that was going to resonate with normal people. <laughs> <laughs> And not the not the 1% of, you know, elite athletes. Um, but I, I wanted it to resonate for a lot of people. And I wanted them to see themselves in in my own story. So so that's, that's what, you know, essentially, the book is about. And, um, and it will be released in October, October 1st. Um, and I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to that book release. Let us know. So I'll, I'll post it on my social media channel too. So uh, t- tell us how people can get contact with you. You have a blog site, you have a, you have a your Facebook page. Um, I was like everything except for Snapchat when I actually do have a Snapchat, but I don't really use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. My son deleted it off my phone because he was embarrassed that I had one. I, <laughs> 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 I, um, I am on Instagram as the Mernavator and that's T H E M I R N A V A T O R. I'm also on Twitter as the Mernavator. I have a public Facebook page um, called Fat Girl Running, and that's one word. There actually are multiple Fat Girl Runnings, um, but I'm the one that's one word. Um, and I think, I think that's it. Oh, and I have a blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, don't, actually, don't forget have, that one. So I have a blog, Fat Girl Running, and that's Fat Girl Running Dash Fat Runner dot blogspot.com and i also write for women's running magazine and um under the moniker fat girl running definitely looks like you're everywhere so so we'll, it'll be easier to find you <laughs> including now emron's <laughs> podcast so, so uh, be, before we uh close uh let's just uh, let me ask you a couple of questions and then then we close the interview uh, uh what is your favorite race so far you have done really hard (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um it really is well because because really there too um i really really love finger lakes 50s 50k and up in new york um it's near ithaca new york um in the finger lakes region and um i'm a new yorker i love new york i love my state um and i just love this race (laughs) (laughs) it's just so it's beautiful and it's and you get to camp out before and afterwards and there's good food there's good people the course is beautiful and uh challenging but it's not so challenging that it's impossible and it's just a really good time and i um you know if i can do that race every year I will. Um, and then there is there's the Havelina 100 100k where I found out things about myself that I didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> Grit and determination, and um, and it was really cool because it was in the desert and there were cacti around and I got attacked by one. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I have some really great memories from that from that event. Um, and it was also just really 
wonderfully put together and the the sentiment and the ethos at the race um were just it's really unparalleled um so i would i would say those two but there are other there are definitely other races and events that I really love to. <laughs> definitely. Is there, is there any race that you have not run you like to go out and run? Oh, um, there are so many. <laughs> are, um, are they mostly a road or you do trail? Trails? I, I prefer to do trail runs. I would love to do um, uh, the San Francisco Marathon. I know that's a, not a trail run. It's a road run, a road race. I'd love to do that. Um, I would love to do, um, oh my goodness, now I can't think. <laughs> of course, I'd love to do the Vermont 50. Love to do that. Um, so maybe in a couple of years, I'll be able to, to get my body in shape to do that. And um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, uh, maybe you want to come to Alabama and like I mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, I've never yeah. been to Alabama. Maybe yeah. I should do that. You're yeah. so close, close to Alabama now. So yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll forward you the, the information about some of the races here. I, I don't know how, many, how long you're going to be in the South, but I'll, I'll forward you the information. All right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and Alabama. Put 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 that on your list so you can cross it. <laughs> Alabama, yeah, maybe Georgia, Tennessee. You know, you're in that tri-state area. There's right, right. A lot of wonderful trail races around here. So, <laughs> and a lot of wonderful people. I mean, this uh, this uh, southeast region. So, Marna, before we close our uh, interview, we talked a lot of lot of stuff about you running, uh, and a lot of uh, you gave us a lot of information. Give us a word of advice to people out there listening. Uh, to us right now and um, thinking about, you know, they think that they don't have a body to run or, mm-hmm. or to go the distance or anything like that. Men and women, in I, I have friends and every size and say um, that run um, and also A's. Um, give us a word of advice to sure. uh, and all the runners out there who are listening to us. Sure. Um, got two things. Number one, if you want to run but think you can, you can start out walking. That's fine. And then you can maybe adds uh, you know little spurts of running in your walking and then try to make it longer day after day that's the first thing um and number two if you run you are a runner um and nobody can take that away from you nobody can tell you you are not a runner because it's none of their business <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to run go out and run and number two if you run you are a runner it definitely sounds like great word of advice. Marna, we had a lot of fun talking to you. You're such an energetic uh, person, a runner, and uh, uh, let's keep in touch. And I uh, hope to see you running here in Alabama sometime soon. All right, I'll try to get down there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. If you have a need to cover your events, from marketing to taking photos, please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emron's Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.